This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I'm Brittany Grover. And I'm Jan Westmark, and you are listening to the special monthly Sidelines Magazine episode of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for May 5th, episode 2927. Sidelines is the magazine for horse people about horse people. Good morning, horse world. Sidelines Magazine episode comes to you the first Thursday of every month. And this month, our episode is brought to you by Riata Designs. Find them online at riatadesigns.com. And now, let's jump right in with our first guest, Jill Slater of Riata. Jill spent many years in the floral industry. She had a flower shop for over 20 years in Palo Alto, California, and was the good gardener on ABC7 News San Francisco. She also traveled the country showing TV viewers how to decorate with flowers. Then her trainers asked her to create some sun hats, and Riata was born. We're so excited to get to know more about Jill. Hi, Jill. I am so excited to have you on this podcast with us today. Um, I, first of all, have two Riata hats, and I love them. But before we talk about your Riatas and your show jumping, I am just fascinated by the fact that you were the good gardener for like 20 years. I'm just fascinated. So can you, who does that compare to that we see like on a, you know, like on a sitcom or something? What, what would that be like? (laughs) Um, well, if you ever watched any of the Mary Tyler Moore shows, I mean, I'm going back way yeah. back. Um, or if you've ever watched the weather person on Good Morning America or, you know, they often have guests. Yes. That's how, or if you watch HGTV, it was actually on HGTV too. So I would come in each Sunday and I would bring in flowers and gardening ideas and be interviewed. It was just so much fun. Oh, I love that. I love it because it just made me smile when I heard you were the good gardener. I just love that. The good gardener. I love that. Yeah. So while you also are um, a gardener, you are also a show jumper and you didn't start that till you were 50 years old, which is amazing. And congratulations (laughs) on that. Now, what led to that? Well, when I turned 50, my life really blossomed. Um, I sold my flower business. I got married. And um, <laughs> I began my journey with horses. Okay. Um, and I became an equestrian for really two reasons. I happen to love animals. And of course, that means horses. And because I sold my flower business, I had free time on the weekend. Normally, I would have been setting up weddings and parties. But I didn't have anything to do, so I needed to fill that time, especially since I got married to Steve, my husband, and he was a competitive sailboat racer on the weekend. Wow. So, yeah, so I was what was called a sailing widow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I happened to, at that time, meet a woman who was teaching me how to make jewelry, and she was an equestrian. So she took me to the barn and pow, that was it. Um, so did you, laughing. okay. Yeah. Did you have horse experience before that? I, 
I, when I was a kid, I got sent to summer camp for a few weeks at a time. <laughs> and um, they had horseback riding there. So I did it for weeks at a time during the summer. Um, but so I started lessening. And after six months, Steve surprised me by leasing the horse that I was lessening on. And now, of course, I've been at the barn ever since, but I got Steve off the water and into the saddle, too, and he rides polo ponies now. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. That's amazing. It is to me, too, because I never would have, you know, had this experience if I hadn't turned 50. (laughs) There you go. To do all this stuff. Yeah. Well, what has your journey been like? Uh, I guess, being older and in the sport? Yes. Well, it has been a lot of fun, but it's also been very challenging. Um, I think a little more challenging than I than had I anticipated. Um, <laughs> but I'm not a sissy, <laughs> and I like challenges. Um, luckily, I was a former ballerina, so I'm pretty athletic and that ballet experience, the dance experience, really helps me with my balance and my coordination and kind of maybe rubbing my stomach while patting my head while, <laughs> you know, what you have to do on horses. So right. that really helped me. That's amazing. So do you, now what horses do you have now and what do you compete in? Well, I am currently looking for a new horse. I sold my mare about two months ago. Um, and... I was doing the AAs a while back, but I had a bad experience. I broke my shoulder. <laughs> oh, no. And, oh, no. Me. and so, um, you know, it frightened me a bit. So now I will be um, continuing my 2-6 hunter experience and competing then once, once I find a new uh, horse. So okay. if you know of anything out there, I want a tiny little horse, 15-3, 16 max. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Do you and Steve ever ride together? Um, sometimes, like it's it's uh, the polo ponies are pretty available for me to ride, so I do. I'll just kind of hack a polo pony. Um, polo is a crazy sport. I mean, yeah. it is very um, aggressive. There's horses pushing you. There's people pushing you. There's mallets. There's balls. You get hit, mm. and I just don't have that personality. Mm. <laughs> but. Um, Steve once a uh, few times actually brought one of his polo ponies to our barn and uh, it was, um, it was able to stay there for a month or two and we were able to ride together then. It's, it's a lot of fun. That's, that's so wonderful. That's something that you can do together. I love that. Do you have any favorite yeah. horse stories over the years that you've been involved? Um, favorite, oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, I guess I'm looking, I mean, I have a ton of favorite horse stories, but my favorite one currently is that I joined a new barn and I'm really looking forward to, to the future. The ladies are extremely um, competitive, but they're also really lovely. Um, everybody cheers each other on and I like that. I like that in a barn, in a community. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. So you said that you got Steve over from the water into the saddle. Had he ever Uh ridden before and does he still sail or is it just total one thing Um, to the next? (laughs) Well, um, I got Steve into polo because I had a friend, um, actually she's 
she does my website and, and photos and stuff like that. Her name is Johanna. Hi, Johanna. <laughs> um, and they had um, arena polo. And okay. so she said, how Steve go and, you know, try out this polo business? And it wasn't so far-fetched because uh, Steve's kind of a kind of a cowboy. Uh, <laughs> he, for a while, was on a ranch and dude riding and, so he knew about horses. He's really okay. good with animals. And he's one of those people that the horses just love and they meet him and they just love him. So he started playing arena polo. And now of course he rides, um, the regular, you know, polo on the grass and has several horses. That's wow. amazing. And I have, yeah. And I have none and I have none right now. That's oh. not that doesn't seem fair. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> We need to get you a horse quickly. <laughs> I hope so. But one thing you do have a lot of, and that would be Riata hats. Yep. <laughs> we have a ton of Riatas. I'm constantly looking for the next best one. Um, I kind of fell into this business because um, about eight years ago, my trainer, Liz, um, also Jeannie Scalise with Avalon Hunter Jumpers in Portola Valley, asked me to create hats for clients who were going to Thermal. Thermal is a horse show in Indio, California, Southern California. It's a big deal here. So she gave me the hat. She gave me the ribbons. And we created each regatta. They were called hats then. <laughs> um, <laughs> for the personality of each rider. So we got to the show. And the ladies and the hats were a big hit and one vendor said what do you charge for your hats and I said well I don't know <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know so that's how the Riata business was born and um it's been such a great job the best job I've ever had and I've, I've had kind of a lot of jobs and we're just steaming full ahead that's awesome what made them think that you would be able to make them hats just because you have a very good eye well because I had a flower shop for so many years and I'm creative and crafty and mm. um mm -hmm. I, you know so I think that's why she said do this please and and I did and it it has been such a love that's um, awesome and a true cottage industry um I have a little uh cottage in the back of my yard and everything's created in there. I call it my studio, but it's really just a pool house. Um, <laughs> <with natural> <laughs> <light>. <laughs> and it's a big fat mess, but it's, it's really fun. It's very enjoyable. I don't do it for the money. I do it because I love it. And I think as an entrepreneur, if you want to do something, don't do it for the money. Do it because you love it. And that will make it successful. Um, I give a lot away. Uh, that's another, I think, a tip for future entrepreneurs, or you might be one right now. Give your mm -hmm. stuff away. Mm -hmm. um, if you if you give it away, um, you'll see if people want it, uh, and and you'll put your product out there, and people will learn to know about it. And I, I really mm -hmm. think that that's why I've been successful. I've given it away in the beginning, and I still do. That's I wonderful. Am. I love that. Thanks. Yeah, where did you come up with the name Riata? Oh, thank you for asking that. Um, I 
I like the idea of what well, we use ribbons, we use ropes, we use zippers, all kinds of things. And I was driving down the street one day and I saw this bar called Lariat. And I thought, oh, that is a really cool name. But I thought it sounded too much like Ariat. Mm-hmm. And so then I was telling Steve, who's filled with great ideas and he's super supportive. He said, you know, another name for a Lariat is Riata. And you can spell Riata two ways, R-I-A-T-A, which is how we spell it, or R-E-A-T-A. Anyway, that's how that idea happened. And it just kind of is lyrical and rolls off your tongue. So mm. Riatas are no longer hats. They are Riatas. <laughs> they are Riatas. That's fantastic. And I know that, you know, you mentioned that your trainers came to you. So obviously they saw a need for these hats. Mm-hmm. What kind of need do you see Riatas continuing to fill? Well, that's that's an interesting question, and I keep reminding myself that it's not only for style, but it is actually for sun protection. Um, mm. I have worked for a long time um, for a facial plastic surgeon. We just work neck up, and I've seen a lot of skin. And not to get on my soapbox, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you really want to have full sun coverage and that means sunscreen and a big brimmed hat. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, we off, we, we offer that to, um, to our, to, to your friends, to your, um, barn mates who cheer you on, you know, to cover themselves and protect their beautiful skin because let's face it, usefulness is in. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So Jill, I just got back from Land Rover, Kentucky three day event. And uh-huh. I saw Riatas everywhere. So oh, many people you. are wearing them. And then thank I was you. at the World Equestrian Center in Ocala not too long ago. And same thing, saw everyone wearing them. How does that make you feel? I am, I'm tickled. I am proud. And I always am surprised. It's like, what? <laughs> You're, you know, I was walking down the street in downtown Petaluma, just downtown Petaluma. And someone was wearing a Riata or I don't know. People tell me about their Riata collection and I'm, I'm shocked <laughs> um, and, and happy of course. Um, and I, I really feel, it really makes me feel good about myself, of course. And I, and I want people to, I want other people. I think another reason Riata works is that I really try and make people feel good about themselves. Mm. Um, because I do believe we are all wonderful people in our own little way. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are, or how tall you are or what color you are or anything like that. Just find what you love, start doing it, and it, it works to build a business. Well, we did just um, have the May issue of Sidelines come out, and it's our women entrepreneur issue. It was our first one we yep. ever did, and it's just absolutely amazing. All the stories from all the different women entrepreneurs. What does it mean to you to be a woman entrepreneur? Um, let me think about that for a second. Um, I don't know that I think of myself first female and then entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. but I do love the way women think. And I do like that we are brave in many different mm. ways. And I do love 
that we are creative and supportive. Um, and I, I didn't, when I went into this, I didn't really expect to meet the people that I'm meeting now, other entrepreneurial women, vendors, writers, clients. It, it has really taken a huge focus, obviously, in my life. And I'm totally grateful for that. That's wonderful. So what are your goals with uh, Riata now? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, I'm not going to give anything away, but I'm just going to tell you that we hope to cover you from top to bottom. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm working on a project that I'm not sure where is going, um, but I know that I need it. It's something very personal. And I've talked to a few ladies, ladies, um, about it. When you get older and you ride, let's just say maybe uh, your saddle doesn't feel as comfortable. I think you know where I'm going with this. Okay. I'm mm. a product that will make you really comfortable, you know, to ride in your saddle longer for a longer period of time. Um, so I'm working on that and I, I hope to be able to bring that to market. But in terms of hats, <laughs> I'm always for the, for the next best one. Um, we are going to be coming out with about three or four different styles. I have a new visor coming out. Um, I also have, uh, I'm collaborating with another equestrian um, with, with a really forward fashioned Riata. And then I kind of have this Ralph Lauren look that I'm trying to get together um, it's a little challenging because of, of the supply chain right now. Mm. Um, so I have to be careful about that, but, um, that's, that's where we're headed. There's lots in the future. Wow. That's so exciting. I know Jan was telling me about her Riata. It sounds like I'm going to have to have to get one. And I know Jill, you mentioned that people can mm -hmm. create custom Riatas with you. Tell me about that. All righty. So here's your, here's the experience. I'm going to use you as the guinea pig. Perfect. Um, do you, what's your favorite color? Green. Green. Do you like bling a lot, a little, or not at all? Just a little. Okay. And are you a silver or a gold person? Silver. Okay. So what I'm going to do for you, and I really will do this, I'm going to get your cell phone, and I'll give you mine, and I will send you samples of different fabrics, and that's the first step. They'll be green fabrics. Some of them might have blue in it. Some of them might have red, but pretty much green. You're going to uh -huh. select your top favorites from like the 10 that I send you and we'll whittle down to your favorite. And then knowing that you're a silver person and that you maybe would like a teeny bit of bling, um, I'll create a regatta with you that you've picked all the details, you know, the charms, the fabric, the zippers or no zipper, whatever. And we build a custom Riata together. We design together. Wow. That is I amazing. That. I know. It it's sounds really like fun. so fun. Wow. And, and we're I know, love it's that. A little, thank you. It is a little bit self-serving because all these ladies have great ideas. <laughs> I mean, fabulous ideas that I kind of steal for the next Riata. <laughs> so thank you. Wow. That's amazing. Oh, Jill, I do have one other question. Because, mm -hmm. you know, wherever there are horse people, there are dogs. And we have a picture of you in this May issue with three dogs. Now, how many dogs do you yeah. have and what are these cute dogs' names? Okay. So, we have three dogs. 
my husband was really mad at me because of the third the third dog that we got. The little one, she's gray. Her name is Calla Blue. I found her on El Camino. We went through SPCA, put up signs, Craigslist, you know, Facebook. She never got an owner. I said, we're keeping her. He said, absolutely not. Three dogs is a pack. I swear we almost got divorced over this. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, this little dog, you know, loves Steve. Steve loves it. So we have Calla Blue. She's about eight or nine. We have Daphne, who's a cockapoo, and she's 16. Uh, She's the little beige one. She is completely deaf now, but um, she's the leader of the pack. And then we have Julius, who is a golden doodle. He's four. He is so smart. He could make his own Riatas. That's our little little family. Wow. That is so amazing. Yeah. The picture is so cute of them. You guys are sitting on the, on a dock, I guess a a bridge or something. Well, I hope that everybody goes to the May issue of sidelines and read your story. Um, and I love the headline to succeed. You have to start. And it's so true. You do. I have to tell you, I've had lots of jobs and most of them that I started, I knew nothing about. So start with your passion, even if you don't know anything about it and go forward. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Thank you. So thank thank you, Jill. And also where can people find, uh, Riata's what's your website? Let's go ahead and tell them. So, it's uh, Riata Designs with an S, riatadesigns.com. And we have a place where you can email me and we can create your custom Riata. Or we have a shop where we have a bunch of Riatas that you can say, oh, I like that one. And you put it in your shopping cart and uh, we'll ship it to you. We're also at many, many vendors across the country and even Canada. So they're at horse shows. We have some um, brick and mortar vendors as well. And if you don't know and you might be at a horse show and you want to know who might be there, just uh, um, email me and I can let you know. So, Jan, you just got back from the Land Rover Kentucky three-day event. I was so jealous that I did not get to go, but I want to hear all about it. It was great. And probably the first, there were two reasons it was great. The first one is the weather was perfect, which is a rare thing to have it happen in Kentucky. Because last year, even though there were no spectators, we were able to send one photographer and it snowed on the morning of cross country and then rained buckets the rest of the day. And it was Um, supposed to rain this year, right? It was supposed to rain this year. 80% chance of rain on, I think on Saturday and like 70% chance on Sunday. So that's for cross country and then um, show jumping. And it did not rain one drop and it was beautiful. The weather was gorgeous. It was really, really wonderful. That's awesome. So kind of step me through it. I've never, this is sad, but I've never been to any events, let alone such a big one. And you got to go sit through some very unique things as far as you were telling me that you got to listen to a presentation by the course designer. Right. So Derek DeGrazia, he, he designed the course. He's considered one of the premier event uh, designers um, in the world. And the first night at the media uh, briefing, he talked through the whole thing. And my husband, Jerry came with me. So he's a non horse person, but he really enjoys it. So he was listening also. So he taught Derek shows a slide of every show, every, I mean, of every jump explains the angles and what he's doing here and what he's doing there. Right. Wow. 
So the next day we go on cross country and Jerry's all excited because he's like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to understand that the horse should jump at this angle and do all this. The first horse comes by, hits the jump, falls down, rider falls off. And Jerry's oh, no. just like, what just happened? Because Derek never talked about that part. <laughs> if they do it wrong, he just talked about it. If they do it wrong, it, right. it doesn't work. Um, and then we got to see a couple horses go. And then we, you know, that successfully jumped. And then we walked around the corner and I said to Jerry, oh my gosh, this guy was one of our hot horsemen in sidelines. And he comes galloping up to the jump, hits the jump, falls off. And the horse runs away. And Jerry's just like, I'll know about this sport. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, it was bad. Um, Luckily, those two riders were okay. And um, after that, uh, we just, it was was a great weekend. The dressage was um, beautiful the first day. You could really tell the people who had um, upped their game in dressage. Mm -hmm. And I do want to say, I said there were two things that were great about going to uh, Land Rover. And the first was that it didn't rain. And the second was that we had Doug Payne on the cover of our April issue, which was our event. Right. Uh-huh. And he won the national championship. So he, he, wow. and there were two, um, actual shows going on at the same time. There was a four star, which is with, it had its own cross country. And then there in its own, you know, turn to go into show uh, stadium jumping. And then there was also a five star, which, uh, Doug competed in both the four star and the five star. And in the five-star, he uh, came in third place overall, but he was the highest-placed American. Mm. So he became the national champion. And it was really cool that he was on our cover and and that he did that. So Yeah, I he was to- on our last podcast episode. He so was. Yep, that's right. So the April uh, episode of sidelines episode of horses in the morning we featured doug Payne and his wife jess we got to talk all about their their family who i'm sure was i'm sure was there um who, who did you get to talk to from sidelines i know you were looking for people to to meet up with who else well, did you I, get to see i did meet up with doug uh took awesome. a picture of him holding the cover and he and i standing there um oh gosh i caught got up caught up with all kinds of people. I caught up with the free ride girls that have um, designed, they were in our women entrepreneur um, May, May issue. Mm-hmm. They uh, designed clothing and then they uh, joined up with the USHJA to uh, create a line of clothing called free. Well, it's, it's a free, the free rides their company. Um, and that was great. Uh, got to meet up with them. Met so many people. It's hard for me to remember everybody. That's all right. Um, I'm sure we'll see them in future future issues with the pictures and the um but probably the best part of the weekend was that um mickey young so it's spelled j-u-n-g he's from germany Mm. um mikhail but they call him mickey um he rides cross country like no one else it's just Mm. absolutely beautiful it's flowing and then when he jumps the jumps if it's a long drop jump or no i don't know he lets the reins all the way out to the buckle Oh my goodness. All the way out to the buckle. And then when he lands, he just slides the reins right back through his hands and keeps on going. And um, he had a dressage score of 20.1, I think. And he finished on that dressage score. So he had no cross country time faults and no uh, stadium jumping uh, rails. Um, And I believe that was his fifth time to win it in a row or fourth time. I need to Google that really fast. Um, (laughs) I remember. Uh, so it's very cool to watch somebody like that ride, um, 
anyway. I'm sure uh, it's very different to see them, even from watching it streamed, to be there in person and to get to see the riders and the horses. Yeah. And that that is that is so cool. So at cross country, you just you parked yourself in front of a. Nope. We just uh, go from jump to jump. So oh. I like to start at jump one. When a horse jumps, jump one. Then we start walking to get to jump two. And I like, cause I want to see them jump every jump. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So you walk a lot that day. Um, we d- sometimes you can see like the jump one and jump like 25 at the same time or, you know, close to each other. So we do it that way. But uh, uh, last year, the the year that they weren't allowed to have any spectators. Um, oh yeah, by the way, Michael Jung, I did look it up. He was a five time winner, which is crazy. Um, the uh, we sent our photographer and writer Ruby Tevis to to um, cover the that's right. Land I remember last year with the year it snowed and rained, and so she had also never done an eventing um, cross country course, and she at the end of the course. She said she looked at her watch and she'd walked 26 miles. Oh my goodness. And that's we a marathon. Told her, that's what we told her. We said, Ruby, <laughs> you walked a marathon. And she's like, I did. We're like, well, it's 26.2 miles. It was a marathon. And she, we're like, we're going to get you a, a sticker for the back of your car that says Land Rover Marathon 26.2. Yeah. <laughs> In the snow. Oh the, my yeah. goodness. And then the rain. She said it, it rained horrible last year, but yeah. it had, we had great weather this year and we did not walk 26 miles. So that was nice. And she um, got to, did she got, Ruby got to go again this year, right? Yeah, she was with us. Um, Perfect. Yep. And uh, it was a lot of fun. We caught up with her. Uh, caught up with one of my riding students, Mandy, who started riding me with, with me when she was five years old. Uh, and she's, I don't know, th- she's 30 now. Um, wow. So, yeah, so she was there. Yeah, I saw a lot of people, a lot of uh, advertisers that, you know, support sidelines and then just a lot of readers. So that was really fun. Yeah. And Jerry did end up having a good time, even though he was a little startled by those people falling off. What was his favorite part? Um, I think he really liked listening to Derek describe the, um, cross country course. Now he's like an engineer. So to him, that made sense. All the, mm. the technical <laughs> the parts angles of it, and- the angles and the, you know, just stuff like that. And then he did like when we walked the course, we walked the course the day before. So we mm. actually walked it and that day my feet did hurt cause we did walk it. Um, but they were still like even putting flowers up in, in some of the front of some of the jumps and everything. So it, he, he liked that part. He was just more shocked the next day when the horses started jumping and, and that, but anyway. Oh, and then also I forgot that Liz Halliday Sharp, who writes the sidelines eventing column every month, That's right. she actually won the four star. So we had Liz win the four star and Doug win the five, uh, win the national championship in the five star, which was really cool. And then Liz was the commentator for the five star along with an, an, another man. So I really, really enjoyed listening to her, uh, do the commentating. So yeah, it was a really cool sidelines weekend all the way around. Uh, we had fun. And of course, uh, if you've ever been to one of those events in the shopping part of it, it's really fun because there's lots of lots of shopping, but every counter puts out a bucket of candy like oh. Hershey's Kisses or Reese's Peanut Butter or whatever. And so we had a lot of chocolate and we walked around and did a lot of shopping. <laughs> so how fun and saw a lot of Riata's. You mentioned that you saw oh a lot of those sun hats around. Yes. So Riata, who is sponsoring this episode of, yeah, there's a lot of Riata's out there. So it's really, it's not really, it's really cool to see them all. And, um, I actually brought my two Riatas with me. So there you go. Perfect. Yeah. 
This episode is brought to you by Riata Designs, specializing in sun hats that offer both sun protection and standout style. Each Riata is hand-finished by founder and lead designer Jill Slater using specially selected designer and vintage fabrics that are then custom trimmed to achieve your personalized look. Riata's goal is to deliver both sun protection and exceptional style. Find yours at riatadesigns.com. Adrienne Marciano is from Bluebell, Pennsylvania, where she grew up riding and showing. She's always been fascinated by design and was able to combine her passion for design with her passion for horses when she created Ruspari Belts. The name Ruspari is a combination of the names of her favorite animals, her heart horse, Laspari, and her French bulldog, Pearl Rue. Adrienne, thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to get to talk to you today. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. I know that you grew up riding competitively, but I don't know how you first got into horses or your family got into horses. Can you tell me about that? Absolutely. I've actually told this story before. It's kind of funny um, and just shows how addicting riding can be. My mom grew up with a pony and she would always tell me about the pony when I was a kid. So for my I believe it was my eighth birthday, I was allowed to have a riding lesson. And there was a local farm. And I went with my best friend at the time because our birthdays were around the same time. And we showed up to the barn. And I'll never forget it. I remember it like it was yesterday. The smell of the barn and getting on the first pony that I had ridden before, but only on pony rides and things of that nature. So I got on this pony that was absolutely adorable. It was a small bay pony and its name was J crew. Um, (laughs) So isn't that, it's very fitting to my life. It is fitting. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I got on J crew and a really nice trainer named Karen Lapis. Um, She gave me my first riding lesson on a lunge line on a pony And I was addicted. I could not, once I had that first lesson, that was, that was it. I just fell in love with riding and being around horses. Wow. So then you lived that lifestyle, right? As a junior rider, just, did you travel a lot and compete all over? I actually did. As a junior rider, I never quite had a hunter that was fancy enough. And I always wanted to do hunters ironically because now I really only care about the jumpers um, (laughs) and I have a really fancy hunter at the moment but so that being said I trained with um, Phoebe DeMott is her name and she was in my area in Pennsylvania and I had bought what I thought was a hunter and I was so disappointed and he turned out actually to be one of the greatest horses I did in in the low juniors up to the low juniors. And at the time I had him, I had a horse that did the equitation a little bit, but I never got super serious in equitation. And that was off my first. And I got a real taste of everything because at the time Marshall and Sterling and NAL finals were Um, super competitive. So I traveled around collecting points and 
eventually I got to go to those finals, which was really cool, but kind of ironic because I never really saw myself doing the jumpers. I really mm-hmm. was just so focused on doing the hunters. Wow. That's, that's awesome. So I know that you actually considered going professional at one point, right? I think just because I love horses, it's always sort of been in me that I wanted to make horses a priority. And I thought Mm. that was the only way that I could really be able to do that at one point. So that's the only reason I would consider it. I don't, um, I wouldn't try to say that I'm good enough to be a professional because I think you have to be very good. So I'm not naive. I'm an amateur rider and I love horses and you know, that was the only reason I had thought at one point that was something that I would do. Mm. So what path did you decide to take? What did you do in, in college and after? So in college, I actually spoke about this a little bit in the recent sidelines um, article that was written, but in college I had two different paths. Actually, I really wanted to go to school for design And something in my head just told me, you really need to go. My best friend at the time, Gina, she was going to school and was focused on design. So I was really artistic and very creative. And we had to pick majors in high school. And my major at the time was art, but it was very serious where I went to school. So I had a portfolio. So I submitted everything um, to a local college, Philadelphia University, that was super um, competitive for design. And then I also sent an application into St. Joseph's University for the Hobbs School of Business. And um, I was accepted into both, but it was really sort of, I just had a hunch that I really needed a business degree because it was so much more broad than doing Mm. design. Mm. Yeah. So I went to school for business and I got actually a marketing degree. (laughs) Wow. I've been able to put to good use. You sure have. Well, well, Adrian, I want to tell you that, um, first of all, I want to thank you for being in our May issue as our women entrepreneur issue. And your cover photo is just so stunning. I love it so much. Um, Isabel Couric took it and did a great job. Obviously, you have your beloved horse standing next to you, which I'm going to ask you about in a second, and that you're also wearing a Ruspari belt um, with your dress. But it is a beautiful cover. It is just beautiful. Thank you so much. She did a phenomenal job, I have to say. And that horse is just very stoic he can stand for photo shoots and he wants the perfect picture too so he actually (laughs) we were joking around he was posing but he is very experienced in posing so well tell us a little bit about laspari who is your heart horse laspari is indeed my heart horse i um i call him the goat he's the greatest of all time uh he (laughs) has done so much for me more than any other horse. And, um, he won the Devon high amateur championship, not once, but twice. I don't even know if another horse has ever done that in the high amateur jumpers at Devon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was kind of, uh, I would say an icon, you know, he's just 
beautiful the way he carries himself around. So he's not only like the, he was the winner and the jumpers, but he also looked the part. He, you know, was super, um, Oh, he's just beautiful. Uh, he's still really beautiful, but he doesn't mm. compete anymore. Right. I got him when he was eight years old and, um, he was purchased from the Neustadt stud in Germany. And from the minute I saw him, the minute I rode him, um, I just knew he was special. I had some people in my ear telling me that he was nothing more than, you know, at best a low amateur jumper or even lower than that. Um, my own mom came to a show at one point at West and he has three rails down, um, you know, one of our first times out and she was not really too sold on him. Um, but I knew that the process would be a long one as with any new partnership. And I just felt something really special in him. And he gave an amazing feeling over the jumps and, um, we just clicked and I really believe that the horse just loves me. And Mm -hmm. if you saw his jump off video winning Devin the second time, I can tell you that you would see it because he, had to leave a stride out to a wide Liverpool oxer that nobody else could do and everyone else attempted. And some people left out the stride and landed in the middle of the Liverpool. I mean, it was just, it was um, a really like one of the best jump offs that we ever had to Uh win that. And yeah, yeah. He's a very special horse and he deserves a good life. Yeah, I love that. And I I especially love something I noticed between that story and the story um, in the magazine where you believed in Laspari, even when other people were telling you, you know, what they thought he could be. You just you just knew that he was special. And there's a similar story that you shared in the magazine where, you know, when you were a young entrepreneur, you had this starting business and you had people who, you know, thought they knew what they were doing, telling you that it wasn't going to work and that, and that, you know, it was just kind of going to be a one-off thing, but you, you had, it, was it a similar feeling that you had that you just knew that there was more? Yes. Yes. Actually I was, I I'm very stubborn. And (laughs) if you tell me I, I can't do something, chances are I'm going to do it. Um, (laughs) that's just a little bit me. But I have to say I did. I just have intuition and a lot of times I go with it. Um, Well, all the time I actually go with my intuition in every situation. I, I really trust my gut and I also, um, I'm patient and I can persevere. And I recently had a conversation with my best friend. She flew in to see me in Wellington and she was just telling me how she just knows how dedicated I am when I'm passionate about something. And she said, you missed out on so much in high school because you had these horses and you woke up every day and you had a regimen and you knew that it was a long process, but you, you would work towards it. And that's the one thing that I have to say, like, I, I do work I I try to work hard. Let's just say if I'm really passionate about something and I'm really devoted, um, 
I'm also a procrastinator sometimes, but I have to say very <laughs> important to me. I stick with and um Rusbari, I did know from the start. I mean, I had some people in my ear telling me, you know, uh, I don't really see this going any further. Maybe you could get a good marketing job when this is all over with. It, that was a very real experience. And um, I was just driven is all I have to say to make it something more than what other people maybe thought at the time it was. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned that passion that you had for it. Is that something that you felt toward Rospari and having your own business that maybe was missing from other jobs? I know that passion is also um, something our other guest, who's also featured in the magazine, talked about with her business is that it it's just a passion and it has to be to be able to drive you know, a business to that level. Is that something that was new for you? I would say the only thing that I could equate it to was having horses and riding them and competing. It's very similar. When you have a passion, it's to me, Ruspari is not my job. I love doing it. I'm lucky to be able to do it. And I'm lucky to be able to create things that people seem to really love. I wouldn't call that a job. This is just my life. And this is my experience that I'm going through. And I would say that the only other thing I really can sort of relate it to is the horses. And I'm lucky enough, blessed to be able to combine my two passions together. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that. So how do you balance your life and your schedule now with, because you do still ride, even though Laspari is retired, you have other horses that you ride and you're running yeah. a growing business. Yeah, actually, it's really awesome because all of our teams sort of worked remotely and uh, I work remotely. A lot of things now you can just do on your cell phone, which Mm -hmm. really frees up a lot of time. You know, you don't have to sit at a computer in one location. Um, Just technology has afforded me the ability to do that. And I wake up every day. I kind of have a similar routine and the horses and Rusbari are a priority and I'm able to integrate that and train somewhat competitively. I mean, my hunter is going to Devon and I found out he qualified. Now, whether I can figure out and plan all the logistics around my life, I'm trying to figure that out. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't give us a lot of time this year. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm able to do all of the things that are important and that I love to do. And really, I would say just having an iPhone in this day and age, you can <laughs> conduct your work, you know, yeah. around your own schedule, which is pretty great. That's yep. That's uh, that's pretty amazing. Well, what are your some of your goals, and what do you see the future for you and and for Ruspari? So. As far as Ruspari goes, I it's it's interesting. I know I keep talking about my friend that was in town, but we kind of had a deep conversation the last night that she was here. She asked me the same question. Um, I want Ruspari to be as big as Tory Burch, Ralph Lauren. I want us to have longevity. Um, I made a lot of business decisions early on that were for the long term. It wasn't for the short term. Um, mm. For instance, 
like a lot of other people within the industry have done something that I would refer to as oversaturation. And it's a really um, great way to bring in a lot of money early on, but I do believe that your brand image does suffer long-term because I think there is something special about a product that is not offered in every single tax shop in the country. So our belts are made in the same place that they were made um, from the inception. And we make them all in Devon, Pennsylvania. Hmm. And we have been able to sort of create a boutique product. Yes, they're in Nordstrom, but they're the biggest luxury retailer. And that was a goal of mine, but it was never a goal to oversaturate the market. So that kind of plan is what, um, is what drives me. I, I really want Ruspari to be known, as known as those kind of bigger brands. And I want us to have longevity into the future. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with, with Sidelines in the magazine and here with us on the podcast. I think uh, it's very inspirational to hear your, your drive and passion and determination. So thank you so much for sharing your experience as a woman entrepreneur. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy that I was able to tell my story and the Ruspari story in the issue. And I, uh, I read it. I will say that I got a little teary eyed and um, just, yeah, I did. And seeing the magazine come to life and getting it in the mail two days ago, um, was pretty, pretty awesome. So thank you guys so much for allowing me that opportunity. Sidelines can be found at sidelinesmagazine.com where you can subscribe to the sidelines scoop and get every new issue in your email free. Find the links to today's guests and the show notes at horsesinthemorning.com. You can follow Horses in the Morning on Facebook. Just search for Horses in the Morning. You can have all of the Horse Radio Network shows with you where you wherever you go with our free app for iPhone and Android. Go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. Thanks to our sponsor, Riata Designs. We'll see you on the sidelines. <laughs>